Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the State News Interview Podcast. This is the first one we're doing. I am your host, Sam Metry. Um, we're going to be doing a multiple of these every week coming out on Wednesday. You're going to have a variety of different uh, state news personalities interviewing people. But today we have uh, Joey Ellis, a football writer for the MSU Impact. And Joey, you got a firsthand look kind of at the college football playoff experience, right? Yeah, I did. So can you sort of like tell me about this program that you went on? Yeah, one of the professors here, Joanne Gerstner, she kind of posted something in the page, um, you know, hey, there's a cool opportunity, you're going to have a chance to serve kind of on, on a, as like a mock you know, committee member as one of the 13 with a, you know, a bunch of sports journalism students throughout the country. There's actually a couple writers there who um, helped out with it as well. So I said, hey, it sounds pretty interesting. I love college football. Kind of curious to see you know, how the process of that works because I know every year something, some team kind of gets put in the top four that I probably really don't agree with and probably most of the sports fans probably won't agree with, so it's kind of cool to just, you know, see how the process is actually done and, you know, the steps that they take to so go. this was, this was down in Dallas, right? Yeah, this was in Grapevine. Okay, now just for context, uh, who did Michigan State play that weekend? It was week four, I think, right? Would that be Notre Dame? No, was that Notre Dame? Yeah. Okay. Notre so Dame you went pretty early in the season. Yeah. All right, just so people have some context for what when this was. Um, now, the playoff rankings are being released tonight, but when people are hearing this tomorrow, it'll be last night, so we don't have any hard numbers, um, but run me through your schedule that weekend, like, what were you doing, like, sort of, I know that, yeah. just, I read the article, which is on michigansteatesportsjournalism.com, I encourage everyone to go check it out, but um, I read through it, can you sort of, sort of run me through, like, how much you were working that weekend? Yeah, when I, when I got there, I got there, I got into Texas at, like, 9 a.m., and then that Friday, or no, it was Monday and Tuesday, whatever the two, two days were. We didn't start our meeting until 6 p.m. that night. Okay. So really, I got there in, in this huge hotel. I think Michigan State stayed there when they played in the Cotton Bowl yeah. at the Gaylord Texan. I think that sounds right. Yeah, and it's a really cool hotel. It's like a city inside the hotel. So I had, like, hours to kill on that time. And they gave us, like, a list of, um, you know, teams and stats to kind of just yeah. look at before we met for the first time. Because that year, we were, or when we did it, we were ranking the 2012 teams. Okay. So, and there was a lot of... So you were sort of, you weren't really working with... We weren't year. working with current. Okay. They, they just wanted, for the sake of the mock right. trial, let's do it with a different year. Okay. Because this year we weren't really... Yeah, no, that makes sense. So, yeah, so we were doing the 2012 teams. So throughout the day, I was just kind of hanging out, kind of taking the scenes, going to the pool there, and just kind of looking at the notes. But then once we actually got there that night, we, we had a dinner with all 13 of us, and then... Bill Hancock, who was the director of the playoff, and then Michael Kelly, who was the CEO, him, and then a couple other staff members like within the inner workings of the playoff. We okay. all had a dinner, um, just a brief introduction to what they do, how they do it, um, and then they just kind of took any questions that we had for them, and then... So this was Friday night? This was, yeah. I think, I wanted to say it was a... I think it was... I can't remember what day, what okay. two days of the week it was. Um but yeah, this was that night, and then the next morning is when we met to actually. Okay. Um, so just for like scheduling purposes, I guess to compare it to how the playoff actually works. So this was like the night before all the games that you were being watched the, yeah. the following day. Yeah. So what was? How did you watch these games? Did you have like twelve screens in front of you? Like we, for this was since it was the season had already been done. We didn't. Right. We weren't actually watching any games. We just. Okay. W- when we get in there, they have all these screens front and back from where wherever you're sitting, so you have a good view of any screen, and. So he just, I know Hancock especially is a big fan of not ranking teams 1 through 25 just in one lump, you know. Yeah. He wants to break it up in, in uh, groups of four. 
So that okay. way, that makes sense. That way, it's a bit easier, and the you know the task isn't as overwhelming. Um, so, so you would rank like your four playoff teams. So we then go through rank those teams for. We had a li- we had a list of, of thirty five teams. Okay. And then, out of those thirty five, we would on the computers we'd select who we think would just be in the top twenty five as a whole. So we all kind of come on come across a general consensus of who the top twenty five would be in that pool. So then once we agree. You know, like the majority has agreed on the top twenty-five. Then we, then from there we go from, we went backwards. We we did um, twenty-five to twenty-one that way down. So okay. you just kind of go in segments that that pop up on the screen, list your top eight teams. Then out of those eight teams, we list it down to four okay. who would end up in the twenty-five to twenty-one slots. Okay. And we do the same thing all the way yeah. down into four versus one. So what were you using to rank these teams? Were you watching games or did you just have we, stats in front we of you? We had a, like all the screens, like I said, they have, we would pull up, someone would ask, hey, could you pull up Wisconsin compared to three other teams? Okay. And side by side, you'd have win-loss, common opponents, wins over teams over 500, losses um, against teams under 500, all just these advanced stats that I didn't even know right. were stats heading into that day. Okay. Um, so that way you're able to kind of see, okay, this team stacks up with them, and uh, they're not quite as good as those teams based on the stats, based on the games that they've won, okay. games that they haven't won. So was this the, like, the exact way that the that these playoff committee members are doing it this past weekend? So yeah. So they weren't really watching games. I guess I no. always assumed that they were watching all these games. Throughout, I mean, throughout the leading up to their first meeting, they all have their issued iPads that have all the cut-down games of it. Okay. So they're all encouraged to right. watch so as like, many games as the teams that they know that they know they're going to be ranking in the next couple of weeks. Interesting. So they're kind of watching as the ranking committees are about to meet. So once they get to the meeting today, like today they're probably just, you know, fine-tuning their list, seeing if right. there's any objections to the top four, to top 25. Okay. But beforehand when they met, they've already watched a dozen of games yeah. so far. So you were just using stats then? Yeah, we were just going based and on And then stats, just your general recollection, general recollection of, tw- recollection of what 2012 of, was? Which was kind of hard, but that was, that was an interesting year because that was when Ohio State and Penn State both were on postseason bands. Oh, yeah. You know, okay. Ohio State was 12-0. and 0. It looked like the team, they probably win the whole right. title. Right, I remember this now. I think and that was, was Notre Dame. Dame. Notre Dame was undefeated heading into the championship game, and then they got smacked uh, by Alabama. I remember this now. So we were, we were asked to just, we knew the results of that 2012 season, but they told us just to focus on conference right. games. And Was that Johnny Menzel's last year? I'm just trying to... 2012, I was a senior in high school, so yeah, John yeah, was last, last year. year. Okay, yeah, cool. Okay, so yeah, I'm just trying to, so I think I mentioned you went to the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl that yeah. year. Just, uh, um, so were you kind of surprised at how statistics heavy this was? Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember that, and that was also the weird year when you had the Leaders Legends Division, and since Ohio State and Penn State both couldn't get in the postseason, you had Wisconsin, who had five losses, but they were going to be representing their division with five losses. And I know the head of our committee, um, who was an IUPUI grad student, he, just for the life of him, couldn't accept the fact that Wisconsin shouldn't be ranked ahead of a Nebraska team who they beat in the Big Ten title game despite having five losses. So stats played a huge role into that because we were able to look at common opponents with Wisconsin, yeah. Nebraska. So that was just like ranking 16 and 18. We had a tough time. Four through one was really tough as well. Yeah, I guess it's kind of cool to see that that um – that level of thought goes into every single position, yeah. not just the playoff teams. Because, like, I feel like people only really care about the top six, especially right now. Like, yeah. if it's the top six, that means that if you win out, you're kind of in, you're in charge of your own fate. Right. Um, so I guess it's kind of interesting to see that, like, 
they care down to like 16 versus 18. Yeah, I mean, they just, especially because all those games, they're going to be placing teams and bulls no matter you know where you get 1 through 25. So they want to make sure they really believe that they have the best, most fair 1 through 25. So it's a yep. really long, deliberate process. We, I mean, that was only, we were doing that in the course of a season, and obviously it was a mock committee. Yeah. We were in there for six, seven hours, so I can only imagine when the committee has as hectic of a college football season so far, and they have to meet in only the span of two days. Right. So what, what like, point in the season were you analyzing? Were you analyzing, like, the final four teams that would make in the playoff or, like, the first rankings like we, like we got last night? We, this was, conference championships have been played, so this would be, we were making the picks for okay. who would end up in the in the. All right, so that's probably a little bit easier that you have, like, a complete body of work to right. look at. Okay. Yeah, because as of right now, I know, I know they probably know probably teams one through six, but in terms of the order, it's probably... Yeah, and the, I... Yeah, I don't, I don't think the order matters that much at this point in the year. No. There's too many, too many games it's just, left. They like to just do it for the ratings yeah. right now, but it's just kind of cool I mean, to see where you I'm fall. sure ESPN gets great ratings from, this, from the show tonight. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, so what were your initial like thoughts on the playoff selection process going in? Like, I mean, people love or hate the playoff system compared to the BCS. Like, what did you have like thoughts on it? I really liked it. I, I, I like the BCS was kind of flawed, how they you know went about their championship games and all that. So I kind of like the incentive that you have to – Kind of play for something now. There's kind of a playoff. I I don't it's know if I the Big Twelve over a little bit. Yeah, and you're probably gonna have teams and in, in conferences each year who probably will get screwed over by just by the way their conference is yeah. ran. But um, I was kind of skeptical because I feel like last year there were teams one through eight, maybe even nine, who probably all could yeah. have played in that top four. So that was a question that we asked them if if they ever thought about expanding to the eight, and he said at least for the you know the long duration right now it's Seems like they're only going to keep it with four. Yeah, which I, I could see why. I think it's exciting. Yeah, um, I think it is too. I think that I personally think that an eighteen playoff would be great because in most years I can see a scenario where the number five in the team in the country could win the national championship. But I don't really see that with number nine. No. So like I I don't know. That's, well, that was like, that was like I definitely liked the playoff more than like the BCS. Yeah. But I still think that an eighteen is the, the future of this, and I hope that they move to that someday. And that was like. Uh, USC last year, we kind of asked him what he thought about that because I know towards the end of the season and once more of the final rankings were coming out, a lot of people were calling for USC to make it despite having three losses. But you know, when you have three losses in the month of September, it's going to be, it. it's gonna be yeah. pretty tough to put you in there. Yeah. Um, so uh, when you were sort of talking about asking them questions, were they open to like answering these questions? That like, yeah. I mean, it, when it comes to like, the playoff community, you don't really hear much in terms of, like, what they actually think. Yeah. Other than, like, the quick little five-minute interview they do, like, tonight, or last night on ESPN mm-hmm. right after they announce them. Just a quick little couple of quick answers. But yeah. how open were you kind of getting a more, like, a bigger time to, like, ask questions and, like, get more answers out yeah, of Yeah, they were very open to answer all of them. Uh, you know, awesome. I think I asked them about the, because I know a lot of people were up in arms last year with the Penn State-Ohio State deal. So I just kind of asked. I said I agreed with what they did because I thought I did agree with what they yeah. did. But just kind of why they came to that consensus, and they just kind of came back to say that, you know, despite that Ohio State loss, despite the way that they lost against Penn State in a game which they watch every game, so they're going to be knowing what's happening. They knew that Penn State probably, in terms of the eye test, was just a much better team than Penn State, despite Penn State, towards the end of the season, really picking up steam and playing really good football. But, they, I mean, they said if they were to do it again, they wouldn't make any changes, especially with those two teams. Yeah, I would, I would imagine that's what they'd say regardless if they would. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, so has, how has your thought process on the college football playoff changed 
after going to this? It's definitely just changed on the, on the way that I'll look at teams. Um, so I know last last year before I'd even been exposed to this, you know, my method of thinking who's in the top four was a lot different than it is now. Because now, let's say you have Wisconsin, for example. I know a lot of people are saying, oh, they're undefeated. There's no doubt that they should be in the top four. But then you're looking at teams like Georgia, even Oklahoma, who have just leaps and bounds better wins, wins on their resume yeah. than Wisconsin, who won't play a ranked team all season. So, Until the Big Ten Championship yeah, game. Maybe assuming, Michigan. Assumingly they get there. Maybe Michigan in three weeks, but that would only be one top 25 yeah, win. and that. I don't know if Michigan's a top 25 team. No. They're right around there. Right, but, but they are. may not be in the top yeah. 25. But I just definitely looked at it differently based on how they look at it yeah. in terms of, I think, resume, strength of schedule is a big thing. So I've always wanted to really answer this question. Do they look at, do they account for the ranking of the team when they played, when, like, say Wisconsin beats Michigan. When they play Michigan, say Michigan's 24 or whatever, um, will they account for that 24 ranking? Like, as they played, when like when Michi- when Wisconsin played Michigan, they were number 24. Right. Or will they look at Michigan's rating the week that, Michigan's ranking the week that they're announcing these playoff teams? So say Michigan then falls off. Yeah. Or say Michigan beats Ohio State and probably jumps to 15. Like, yeah. what, what, what ranking do they look at? Well, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll look at both, but I think they're going to side more with where that team is currently. Okay. Because, like, let's say you have Alabama, Florida State. Florida State came into that game ranked second or third in that game against Alabama, and now yeah. you know, two and five and, and nowhere near being ranked. So I think that at first, especially in Alabama's case, that win against Florida State looked impressive. Then, yeah. But now, doesn't now you look anything. at Florida State, and now it just looks like nothing. Yeah, although they were they were playing a Florida State who had an actual quarterback at the time. though. Right, right? And, they, and they also do factor in the injuries. Yeah, okay. So I, I think that'll be a big thing with Clemson as well. I think they'll... They'll see that he didn't play the second half against Syracuse. Um, and aside from that, you, you'd think if he plays, they maybe have a chance to win that game and they'd still be undefeated yeah. to this point. So okay. injuries and, I think, current records of where teams stand, they definitely take into account. So when you were done with the weekend, I'm sure you were exhausted, but <laughs> what was the biggest takeaway that you had? It, it's a lot more work and it's a lot harder than just your casual fan yeah. gives them credit for. Okay. Um, because I, I know last year, every year that it's came out, me and probably a ton of college football fans, they're, they're upset about some move that the committee's made, but that's how it's always going to be. Yeah. You're always going to not be. There's always going to be some fan right. bases. You may get a Big 12 team who gets left out and maybe on paper looks like they're deserving, but when you really get into that room and break it down, stats, and you've got side-by-side with four other teams, it really kind of opens your eyes to who's the better team out of the teams that you're comparing. Yeah, um... So when talking about the Big 12, they switched to having a conference championship game this year. They changed the rules, yeah. so they're a 10-team league now, or a 10-team conference, excuse me, that's going, to a con- that's going to a conference championship game. Does that championship game matter? I think it does, but I think as we saw last year with Penn State, I think conference championships are valued, but they're not, they're not the biggest thing that the committee okay. looks at. Because um, as we saw last year, Penn State goes on to win the Big 10 with two losses, but Maybe resume-wise, and in terms of eye test, they went with Ohio State. Yeah. So I think it matters, but it's not where if you win your conference championship, you're locked to be in the playoff. All right, I've just got two more questions. One, uh, how much does the cachet and name of a program matter? Like, Ohio State's a bigger media draw than Penn State, I would assume. Yeah. Um, do you think that that matters at all? or? I mean, they say that it doesn't matter, but if you have a chance to put Alabama still in the playoff, let's, yeah. say, let's say they have one loss and against maybe Notre Dame or so, you know, two of the bigger college football names. 
it's going to be pretty hard turning that down in, yeah. terms, in terms of ratings and all of that. I feel like Notre Dame would travel better at this point and like be more into it just because oh, yeah. Bama's been there so many times at this point. Right. I mean, they said they're, at this point with Alabama, they're they're just kind of blown away by how they do it year in and year out. So yeah. They, they're just in. I just so, yeah, Alabama right. so in it's year. hard, uh, unless they have like two, three losses, even with one, like this year, it's going to be interesting if, let's say they lose in the SEC title game with one loss, still wouldn't put it past the committee to put in the two SEC teams. With oh, yeah, I think a... So I think they do take in the name brand, but still at the end of the day, they're, they are still trying to find the four best yeah. teams. Yeah, I think the path for um, having two teams from the same conference in is an undefeated team losing in the championship game. Yeah. I feel like that team still should get a look at that four spot. Yeah, um, Yeah, I think we might see... We There's a chance we could see that this year. I yeah. Think, I mean, I think the Pac-12 is pretty much out of it. I mean, I'm not, the... The, the, the most interesting thing I'm looking at is if Wisconsin loses hypothetically in the Big Ten Championship game, then you would have no quality wins. Right, and really. I, I think in that You'd case... have a Michigan team that's like, eh. Right. Okay, def- like better than average defense, offense that looks bad sometimes. Yeah. Um, I think that that would be an interesting test that, to this playoff. Yeah. Like, we were, this playoff's, what, three years old? This would be the fourth year. Fourth year, yeah. yeah. So I think that we're still kind of going to get a bunch of answers to this system, and I'm excited to see how it works out like yeah. I'm excited to learn more and I'm jealous that you had this opportunity but I have to ask you before you go what are your top four right now <laughs> I kind of went back and forth with this um I thought I had a top four set in my head a couple of days ago but I think as of right now I won't be surprised if they put Georgia in at one okay just in terms of resume because I think the resume stacked up against Alabama's is is a notch above but I'm still going to the Alabama at one Georgia at two and then I think the Clemson Kelly Bryant injury is going to be taken into effect. We got three top fifteen wins in September. Yeah. Clemson at three, and then while Ohio, while Ohio State's win is impressive, I still like Notre Dame. You've already got four top fifteen wins. I agree. And like Notre Dame, I thought Chip Kelly or sorry Brian Kelly would be fired. I've done that yeah. like four times this year. Brian Kelly, I thought he'd be fired after week six maybe. Yeah. And you know they lost to Georgia, which that loss does not look bad at no, all. No, not at all. Um, yeah, in terms of resume, they played them tight too. Didn't they? Yeah, it's a one point game. Yeah, in terms of resume, I think I'd love have, to see that rematch. I, I think they have the best resume in college football right yeah. now. Yeah, um, it's pretty hard to keep them out as of right now. So your top four in order: Bama, Georgia, Clemson, and Notre Dame. With on the outside looking in, you've got Ohio State and Wisconsin. Ohio State, Wisconsin. I think Oklahoma will be right there as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's interesting. There's a lot of conference, like a lot of teams in the same conference. All teams. Yeah. Have, they've got to play each other still. Right. Um, Wow, this is a shame enough to be a fun year. All right, now before you go, where are you going to see? Where do you think Michigan State is? I don't know. It's going to be interesting. When they obviously that loss in Notre Dame looks as better as it can, I guess. It, yeah, they got torched, but yeah. Notre Dame's good. Right, Notre Dame's good, and the win against Michigan is is eh. I, I think they'll be yeah. probably right twenty one to twenty five. Yeah, right. In that's that group. That's right kind of right. I wouldn't. It wouldn't shock me if they're like. 27, I can yeah. also see them at, like, 22. Right. right. I, mean, I, I think 21 and 25, give and take two spots, yeah. either of that. That sounds about right to me yeah. as well. Um, we've discussed a lot this year about how good this Michigan State team is, and, I mean, I think it's really easy to sort of go in and discredit a bunch of their wins. It's super easy. Like, Michigan's, against Michigan, they just got into that storm and escaped. Minnesota right. was terrible weather again. They didn't really look, play that great against Indiana, and then yeah. now a loss against Northwestern. Yeah, I think the Northwestern one is going to hurt them. Yeah, I think if they got through that game, you're looking top thirteen, maybe. Yeah, that's. I'm, and now you got a huge jump down. I mean, I don't think 
I think that you'd have to rank. I don't think Michigan State is a top ter- thirteen no. team. But they've done everything. But you have. I think you have to put that. I mean, right? yeah. You'd have one loss against a great Notre Dame team, as we said. All right. Well, thanks so much for stopping by. We really appreciate it. Thanks for this look at this college football playoff. Yeah, thanks um, for having me. Yeah, your article again is at michigansportsjournalism.com. Um, you can go find that. Um, it's right on the whole page. I think it's like the third or fourth story. And uh, Joey, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, at jealous. One zero one six at jealous one zero one six J E L L I S J E L I S one zero one six. Everyone, uh, go follow him on Twitter. Uh, thanks so much for listening. We'll be back Friday to talk about Michigan State, Penn State, and how badly Saquon Barkley is going to murder this defense. All right. Uh, thanks so much for listening.